This past weekend, 32 people were shot and wounded in Chicago, according to police. The number of gun violence survivors in this city is staggering. Thousands of people every year. As part of WBEZ's coverage of the issue, we recently had an event where gun violence survivors told their stories. One of the people who told their story that night is to carry more. I grew up on the south side of Chicago in the Roseland West Palmer area. Um, my trauma started early with gun violence. When I was five years old, I lost my father to gun violence. And that's when it kind of, you know, I was young, but as I got older, it kind of got worse. It inflicted, like, I didn't have my father when I graduated in kindergarten. I didn't have my father to see me to go off to prom or to see me go off to college. As I got older, it got worse. Um, I was raised in a single-parent household, of course, with the help of my grandmother and other family members. Growing up, I was kind of blessed up to see two points of living. I went to private school majority of my life, so I was able to see kids, you know, raised in good family households with careers. Meanwhile, I had family who was working, you know, still. My mama, I basically grew up with my mom. She had me when I was 19, so I was growing up with her while she was raising me. Um, Then after uh, high school, I always knew I wanted to go away to college. I'm like, man, when I graduate, I'm going far away. I picked Jackson State. Jackson State was such a phenomenal experience. I tell anybody, if you ever have a chance to go away to college, please go. You're going to have the time of your life. You're going to have a good time. Uh, I majored in biology, minored in nursing. I worked several jobs throughout my college career because once I got to college, I'm like, I'm staying down here. I ain't, I ain't going back. So I did what I had to do. I started working and going to school full time um, while working at Nike. I met my boyfriend, Darius. Our relationship was very fun and adventurous. We always went out to eat steak. Steak was our uh, favorite food, so we always was at steakhouses enjoying steak. Um, We was dating for like a year or so. We started to plan our first vacation. I'll never forget the day, January 26th. We partied the night before we woke up. I already had my hair done. Darius, he had missed his barbershop appointment. And I'm like, well, we got to get on the road to go to New Orleans, you know. Forget the haircut. He like, man, no, I ain't going out of town without no fresh haircut. I don't even got no lining. I got to make it to the uh, barbershop. Okay, he ended up getting an appointment, rescheduled, went to the barbershop. After I picked him up from the barbershop, traffic was crazy. I'll never forget. He got in the car. He said, man... My barber taxed me. He said, I went off on him. He said, this man ain't never taxed me a day in my life. But he taxed me. He said, that hurt. And I was like, wow. I know what type of person Darius is. I know he ate him up. I know he went off on him. So when he got in the car, I'm like, hmm, which way should I go? Should I go towards the traffic or away for the traffic? He like, man, go towards the traffic. That's the closest way to home. Moments later, after we left the barber shop, three guys approached my car, shooting. Man, it changed my life forever. It just happened last year. Long live Darius. I was shot 11 times. And I witnessed somebody so close to me take their last breath 
it's different when you experience death. But when you witness, experience death, and you're going through your own healing, it was hard. I'm still learning how to overcome it. When I got in the ambulance, man, I was exhausted and weary. I didn't even know I was shot as many times as I was till they took me out the car. When they took me out the car, I just heard the paramedics counting. One, two, three, four, five. And when I got in the ambulance, the lady had told me, she was like, yeah, you've been shot 11 times. And I just said that it was like white light. Ambulance supervisor was white light. I just looked up. And I told the paramedics, I said, man, I'm, I'm tired. I said, I'm tired. You know, just wake me up when we get to the hospital. Man, I thank God for her. She was a blessing. She immediately stopped what she was doing. And she leaned over. I'll never forget she leaned over. She said, you can't take no nap. She's saying, I'm not finna let you give up on your life. Cause if you take a nap, you might not wake up. I feel like that was my dad, like an angel. Cause I just wanted to give up. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have no hope. Immediately after the situation, I reached out to my friend, DJ. He was the first person I called after I called the paramedics and Daria's mama. When I got out of the ambulance, he was the first person I seen and it was like, it was, it was a little, I felt a little better to know I had somebody in my corner because my family was all the way in Chicago. I was down alone and I knew DJ. I knew he could handle the situation. But then when I got to the hospital, I was back alone. DJ was out in front of the hospital and it took for me to, till I got out the hospital and me and DJ was talking. He told me, he said, man, I almost beat the ambulance there. I seen everything. He said, yeah, I seen you. I seen D on the ground. I seen it all. And I felt so bad. That's when, I, that's when my guilty conscience started to kick in. I felt guilty about everything. And I'm like, dang, I done put this trauma on him too. Now he got a little PTSD from everything. My nurses was a blessing too, though, while I was in the hospital. They um, instilled me, you know, I'm strong. They seen how I was maneuvering, let me know build my confidence, helping me relearn how to do things like getting out the bed, feeding myself, and using the bathroom. But moving back to Chicago was hectic for me. I was in a dark place because I felt like I, I failed. I felt myself, I felt my family. I never wanted to come back here. But as I came back, good things started to happen. I um, got my uh, CNA license. I got a 4.0 GPA this last semester for the first time ever. 4.0, all A's, I felt good. And um, also I became part of a participant of Chicago Cred and I feel like Chicago Cred saved my life. Because when I first started, I was in a dark place. Every time they see me, I'll just be boohooing, crying. Like, why y'all wanna talk to me? What am I here for? But as time got on, I know that it was a good place for me to be in and I just started to do the work. And as I'm doing the work, it's more doors opening up to me. Uh, 
That was Takari Moore telling her story of surviving gun violence. As she mentioned, she's now a participant in the anti-violence group Chicago Cred on the city's south side, where workers there help her cope with her trauma and stay away from the city's gun violence. Takari told her story for a WBEZ event on survivors of gun violence as part of our series, Those Who Did Not Die. Our thanks to Takari and all our other storytellers. You're listening to WBEZ.